You're prepping tools. Log Talk Radio. You won't be able to stay in one place very long because you're all prepping against you. Because you're going to be water, and there is not going to be a water bottle. No one in America don't know how to survive outside the They will be evil. It's going to be you against the world. How do we know that? Like a, the work of the Holy Ghost is to shake and lift. 
look back and I'll no longer wonder when, but I'll declare now is the time. And the Spirit of God shall work in my house and in my family and in my children and in my address. Not someplace else, but in my house. And the Spirit of God shall rest upon me so you can declare it and shout it out loud. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. Thank you, Lord. Well, shalom, shalom, my brother and my sister. Welcome to the Lord's Tower. This is your whole brother in Christ, Brother Elvi Zapata. Thank you, Lord. We thank God for the opportunity. Thank you, Brother Strata. Thank you, the Lord's servant. Thank you, Jesus. We are grateful. Hallelujah. For the opportunity to come here and share the Lord's uh, word and revelation that he's been showing us. In regard to the things that will be unfolding soon, the things that are going on and the things that are coming, my brother and sister, hallelujah, he gives us a better, the best understanding anyone can have through his word. 
This is why studying the Word of God is the best. Shalom, sister, healing of the heart. Nice to see you here. And everybody else, amen. Sister Renee, shalom. And so glad. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. I hope tonight's word uh, will be an encouragement. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We're going home soon. It's over. We're going home soon. That's, that's the word. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And as we go into the word, hallelujah, we'll understand. Praise you, Jesus, because I had a, a great dream, which helped me to understand even better. Excuse me. Hallelujah. And so I hope, I'm hoping that as we go into the Word and we, then we go into the revelation, it all comes together. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to be naming uh, the, this message. The title will be, They Changed the Night into Day. The Light is Short Because of the Darkness. They Changed the Night into Day. My brother and sister, the nine has been changed. Hallelujah, will be changed. The day will be changed into night for seven years. Great tribulation. As Jesus said in Matthew 24, like it never been before, like it will never be again. We're living in the last of the last of the last. My brother and sister. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's so important that we know. And we understand what the Word of God is saying to us, specifically for the last day I shared that the Lord confirmed to me that what Joe went through was a revelation of what we will go through or what people will go through in the great tribulation for seven years. Daniel 12 points out that the tribulation is three and a half years and plus three and a half years plus a few days or weeks. My brother and sister, when you put together the timing, hallelujah, is seven years plus a few more days or weeks, my brother insisted, when you put the number together, amen, the days together. Praise you, Jesus. But it's a seven-year great tribulation. Jacob trouble is seven years, my brother insisted. That's what he will have to work for ratio. But the enemy uh, switched. Uh, through through Laban the father switched it um, Jacob and gave him Leah first and so it extended his time I don't know if God would allow or will switch it my brothers will allow the enemy to switch it on these people I don't know I don't think so I believe it's seven years and eight because that's what Daniel talks about my brother and sister because if they have to be in the Great Tribulation for 14 years, okay, because that, that's as long as Jacob was, and then another six more years he worked for before he left the land. So we're talking about 20 years, my brother and sister. Okay, I really hope people don't have to be here for those 20 years, but it's, I'm putting that out there for you to consider that, okay, to consider that. But we also know that time is being shortened, is being made short, is being made small. So those 20 years could be reduced to, to seven. What the enemy meant for evil, God can turn it around for good. We know that. So we know that if the enemy plan is to keep people for 20 years, as he did with Jacob, 
and Jake has trouble, then he, you know, if God allows that, but God is showing in the day, so Messiah who went to the cross and died for humanity, he, he has the power and the authority in heaven and earth to do this, to pause time, to forward time, so he can make a seven. Okay? But in reality, what people are going to go through are going to be like, they're going to be 20 years experiencing everything in seven. That's, that's incredible. That is incredible, my brother and sister. Praise you, Yeshua. Amen. So Job says in Job seventeen twelve, they changed the night. They changed the night into day. The light is short because of darkness. This is what they are going to encounter for seven years, my brother and sister. There's going to be a change. Okay, the Bible says it's going to be a change. My brother and sister, praise your Lord. Right now, as, as I got in my dream, and, and I'm going to share two dreams tonight. One is mine and one is, is from my sister. And I'm going, to, I'm going to share what she told me and what the Lord showed me comparing the dreams. Uh, everything makes so much sense. My brother and sister, God is in control, and God is the one saying, how things uh, will be unfolding quickly. We begin in Genesis 1-2. The Bible said that the earth was without form and void. Darkness was, was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. Now, before God ordained, or before God put everything into order, it was, it was without form and void. That is the life of a man or a woman without Christ. It is boy, and it is without form. Because the, Jesus needs to be formed in their lives. So a person without Christ is without form and boy. And so that's why darkness can be there fully in that life, my brother and sister. Because it's without Christ. Christ is the light of the world. So in order for that person to be poor, in order, God has to begin to work in that person's life. My brother and sister. Amen. So the earth, the earth finds itself in the same situation. And why is man called man? Earthly. So it's the same. God has to put it in order. Genesis 1-4. So God saw that the light, that it was good. So God divided the light from the darkness. My brother and sister. Well, see... His relationship, Jesus said in John 17, okay, that he was with the Father since the beginning in his prayer, John 17. So he is the light. Father already knew that his son was good. And that putting his son into our lives, into this world, into our lives, would tremendously change everything, put everything in order. My brother and sister, hallelujah. So when Jesus said in John 1 that the world was created through him, Father uses his son, my brother and sister, uses the word, which is Jesus. And through the word he makes, he puts everything in order. He puts every life in order. This is why when you receive Christ as your personal Savior, you need to come and listen to the word. And we preachers need, need to preach the word. The Word of God, because as we are sharing the Word of God, people's life are being set straight. They're being put in order by God. 
is the word God uses. The word on this earth when it was boy and without form, when it was empty and without form, and put everything in order that we see. My brother and sister, and he does the same thing with every single life that he brings to Christ. Why did the Father bring them to Christ? So they can be put in order. So Christ, when he put his life, his light into someone's life, immediately what is hidden, it began to be shown. Because we who been in darkness like things to be hidden. My brother and sister, the devil loves things to be hidden. But God exposes things. Because when they are exposed, he exposes sin. Because when it's exposed, we we can see it and we can repent it. See, God can see all. God can see the sins that is in our lives. When we come to Jesus, he shows it to us. Then we're like, oh, oh, I can see. Oh, I need to repent now. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Years ago, I asked the Lord if there was anything in my life that, you know, was not pleasing to to him to show me. In one night he showed me idolatry. There's much idolatry in you, my son. Idolatry. When I was little, uh, uh, about six or seven, my mom brought us to a grandmother. She was Catholic. She brought us to the Catholic church. They had idol there. So I guess they were teaching us as a child these things. You don't know how deeply they can be in your heart, how much respect and prayer some people can do to Mary. That's a sin and idolatry, my brother and sister. And so God wanted, the Lord wanted me to repent that. And I did. But one thing Jesus showed me in that revelation, I saw Jesus in the room of my house, in my life, because we are house of the Spirit of God. We are the house of God. We are the temple of his Holy Spirit. And he showed me my insight. Although he had, it was beautiful and adorned, but there was idolatry in the middle. There in my house. And Jesus was walking inside my house and my life. And he began to speak to me and tell me, men think that they can remove these things from people's life by being harsh with them. And he says to me that he is the one that removed these things, but he is the one that convicts us of sin, of the things that are not of him. And then we can see it, and then he'll help us through it. It's not that men can do it, but he says he can do it. It's with him that all things are possible, my brother and sister. Seeing Jesus in my life and see how he was working in my life to remove the things that were not pleasing unto him, he says that man was trying to do it. In other words, other, uh, my leaders, my pastor can see I have great respect for idolatry, which is a sin. And they try to rebuke a harsh away from me. Instead of being gentle, merciful, and leading me to the Lord in his word, and so we need to be careful, my brother and sister. We can push people away when they come to us to know about Christ or to hear about Christ. If we're too harsh, my brother and sister, we lead them to Christ. This is, this is why Jesus said in his greatest Bible study that with God he told his disciples, Peter, Mark, John, and all of them, all things are possible. you got to give him involved in your life. 
and then all things are possible. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. When you speak about the Holy Spirit, you're talking about Jesus in your life. The Apostle Paul says, for the Lord is the Spirit. So when you say Holy Spirit, you're saying Jesus. I remember a few years ago when the Lord showed me he was the Holy Spirit, and I saw him in the Spirit. He was laughing. And from right there, he turned into the person of Jesus. He made it so clear to me that he is the Holy Spirit, my brother and sister. But there's one blasphemy about him that he will not allow you to do, my brother and sister. And it's against the Spirit because he's in your life always. He will be with you, John 14, with you always. So be careful, okay? Don't offend him, okay? And you know how we offend the Holy Spirit when we sin? Idolatry. There's many ways to offend the Holy Spirit. Say, I'm sorry to the Lord for offending. I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about blaspheming. That's another thing. I'm talking about offending. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit, which was given to you until the day of salvation, the Apostle Paul says to the church. Grieving the Holy Spirit is offending the Holy Spirit. Be careful. Say, I'm sorry to the Lord every day. Because you don't, you don't remember what you say or what you heard that grieved the Holy Spirit. My brother and sister, you know what else grieves the Holy Spirit? False teaching. When you sit there on YouTube or on Facebook and you listen to this teacher teaching all kinds of false teaching, you'll notice that at the end of the message, if there's a lot of false teaching in there, you don't feel like praying. You don't feel like reading your Bible anymore. You just grieve the Holy Spirit. When you don't offend him and he's in your life fully and he is at peace with you, you feel like reading the Bible. You, re you feel like, like hearing about God. Let me hear this message about the Lord. And then you feel so encouraged. But when you sit in front of your television, your computer, and you're listening to false teaching and you grieve the Holy Spirit, then you don't feel Him encourage you to do the things of God anymore. Don't grieve Him. Okay? Because He'll be with us always. He is such a gentleman, my brother and sister. He is gentle with us. He is a comforter. In the moment you let think of, he comforts you in a special way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let me keep reading his word. Exodus 10, 1021. And the Lord said unto Moses, stretch out thy hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness which, which may be felt tangible. This is the tangible darkness, my brother and sister. This, this is the one that most of humanity don't know about, the tangible one. When demons are walking the earth, my brother and sister, and you can see them. The angel of death was coming that night over the land. The angel of death, my brother and sister, was coming. And it was told to them to put blood on the post of the entrance of their house at the door entrance of their house, my brother and sister, signifying the blood of Jesus and Calvary. And so when the angel will see the blood, see, demons know authority. They know the power of God. They know the protection of God. When God sets a limit to them, they don't dare. They don't dare. This is why Michael said to Satan, Satan, May the Lord rebuke thee. Okay? You take this with God, Satan. You take this with my boss. You take this with my God. 
And at that very moment, Satan left them. My brother and sister, when the Lord says, Satan, thou shalt not thank the Lord thy God, Satan departed from him. My brother and sister, you need to know who your God is. And if God is for you, who can come against you? Stand on the word and the knowledge of his word. Hallelujah. And faith on him. Walk by faith and not by faith. Trusting him to be your shield, to be your stone tower. And every time you walk by faith, you stand on his word and promise, and you claim his promise clearly to the enemy, but walk away. The, the enemy has no chance against God. He has great chance against you if you're not trusting in God, if you're not seeking God, if you're not repenting, if there's sins in your life you're not confessing, the enemy can attack you easily. A lot of Christians have find that out, and then they're frustrated. and say, Brother, why am I being so attacked? You've got to take responsibility for your sin, your action. My brother and sister, that's what that is. He's accusing, accusing you, Revelation Joe, the accuser of the brethren. He's accusing you. He's saying to the Lord, look at what your daughter is saying or doing or watching. And she just went to sleep and did not repent. He did not repent either, Lord. Huh? These are your children. They're not repenting. I want the right to attack them under sleep. Gospel. My brother and sister. It's so sad and then people get attacked in their sleep. My brother and sister. And then they're mad at God. It was not God that was watching that dirty program that heard those dirty, wicked word. Bad word or evil word. Bad sin or evil sin. Nakedness is evil because it's fornication and adultery. No fornicator or adultery will enter the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because the place for them is hell. That's why. The relationship that a fornicator and adultery have it's hell. That's what the dwelling of them is. That's what their better house is. A torment. My brother and sister, every fornicating spirit is there. Adulterous spirit is there. That's their home. That's where the person goes if they die without repenting. <coughs> Excuse me. My brother and sister. Heaven is where fornicators who are repenting just to go because heaven is a place where righteousness dwell and the people have re that are in heaven have repented that were on earth one time. They walk with God, they repent their sins, they, they took responsibility, and that's the dwelling of the righteous. So they end up in heaven because that's the place. They have no place in hell. If you take one a person who's repenting, when the person die, have repented fornication or adultery, Whatever sin the person had committed, that person in the spirit has like a seal, has the seal of the Holy Spirit, which are sealed with, is fully in the, under the righteousness and blood of Jesus. And there's no place in hell for that person. The demon can come into hell, and the devil try to proclaim that soul. My brother and sister, but there's no place for a righteous saint who's repenting in hell. 
there's no place. You, you can look all over hell where you can place this person, and you will find no place. Now, you go out to heaven, and you'll find plenty of place for that person because it's in a righteous state. My brother and sister. See, that is why hell cannot overcome Jesus. When Jesus died on the cross, something, hallelujah, out of this world happened. As he went down to release those that were in hell, hell cannot keep him. Hell cannot hold him back, my brother and sister. There's no way because there was no place in hell for him. There was no power that can hold him back in hell. My brother and sister, he overcame on the cross all the principality. He goes to hell. He overcomes all the power of hell and death. My brother and sister, and none can stop him because he not only was the son of God, the son of man, he is God. Revelation 1 says, Almighty. My brother and sister, hell was created by him. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. To him, hell is a thing he created, like he created an apple. My brother and sister, hallelujah. He is God of all, over all. Nothing in hell can stop him. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. You got to know who your Jesus is. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Yeshua. Yesterday morning, I had a dream. In my dream, I found myself with a group of brother and sister evangelizing. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. And as we were evangelizing people on the street, it was a group of us. As I see my brothers and sister here from the Lord's hour, in my dream, I'm thinking, is this a revival? The Lord told us he was going to do. I was trying to understand in the dream why will we why will us a group we were evangelizing because the Lord told us. I saw brothers and sisters from every state here in the Lord Tower, in even country, if I will say, because we had different country. And we were all together in one place in the street evangelizing. We were leading people to Christ. We were talking to people to come to the Lord. And we can see some people walking away, but most of the people were listening. My brother and sister, and a lot of were not. And as I see each other doing this, I began to meditate what was happening. But I also knew, my brother and sister, that it was too late. The darkness, as the Lord showed me in that class in heaven, was upon the earth already. And I began to tell my brothers and sisters, we need to live. We need to get out of here quickly because these people are going to turn into beasts, my brothers and sisters. And my brothers and sisters looked at me and said, Brother Elvis, no, look, uh, we still have some time. Let, let's just finish evangelizing these people that are listening. Let's just finish leading them to the Lord. I said, you don't understand. There's no time left. When, and I was like the only one there. Grace be to the Lord, because he's having me preach about this. Remember, I've been saying that for over a week. Time is over. It is over. It is over. It is over, my brother and sister. And darkness, I can see darkness. But it was like the other group could not see the darkness. I said, my brother and sister, look, we need to get out of here. And as I was saying this, I knew 15 minutes 
me there telling brothers and sisters we need to get out of here, I began to see people turning. The Lord spoke to me a few weeks ago that we enter into the season. Hallelujah. We're in the season where they're going to turn, my brother and sister. And so when I was in that class in heaven, we had to move to the other room because that was, that was close. That, that has to do with us being on the earth, that we need to move into our heavenly places with Christ Jesus to get out of here. We need to move with the Lord into the cloud. The apostle Paul said to the Thessalonians, we'll meet the Lord in the air. We'll meet the Lord in the cloud. And from there we will be always with the Lord. We need to be in the move. We need to be a repentant. The bride is about to be out of this earth. Why? Because there's no time left. That's why darkness is over this earth. And these people are about to change into beasts. I have full awareness of this. And I'm trying to convey this message to my brothers and sisters there. And some was telling me, brother, let's, let's just finish evangelizing those people. Let's just finish talking to these people. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. Some other brothers and sisters came close to me. The other one was still wanted to, brother, but come on. We're here to evangelize them. They were trying to convince me, you know, uh, and like we still have more time. Because I have people try to convince me that we, heal, we still have more time. And the Lord was showing me these people that are trying to convince me that we still have more time. But I'm saying to you, time, it's over. Time, it's over. Time, it's over. The bride is out of here, my brother and sister, sooner than soon, than soon, than soon, than soon. I won't even say soon anymore. He's about to remove us out of this earth. Because time is over, my brother and sister. And in that dream, I was telling them, look, darkness is over the earth. And at that very moment, people began to change. I saw a man running towards And as he was running towards he slowed down a bit because he was changing into a werewolf, a beast. My brother and sister, he began to turn into this horrible beast. He was about six feet tall, and he began to be going over seven feet. My brother and sister changing. I saw how his arm began to stretch, and his nail, his, his nail like a bear, began to pull out of his finger. My brother and sister, and he was heading toward, toward us, right where we were, my brother and sister. And you can hear the howling, all oh, the howling. You can hear it just like this, my brother and sister. There was no confusion they were changing because it was so clear. It was so loud everywhere. My brother and sister, they were changing. They were howling loud and loud, my brother and sister. And everyone in the street was changing. People everywhere we looked was changing. And I was telling my brother and sister, now what do you think? And they began to run scared to right where I was, my brother and sister. And I said, let's be out of here. Let's get out of here. Hallelujah. Just as the Lord said, I said to the brothers and sisters, darkness, my brother and sister, darkness is covering this earth. Hallelujah. The Lord said he's taking us out. Hallelujah. He's taking us out. Taking us out. Hallelujah. You're going to blink one of these days. You'll be out. You're going to be out. You'll be taken out one of these days. In the blink of an eye, my brother and sister, that's how quick it is. We in the late, late, late hour, my brother and sister. This is the later hour. 
that it was promised to us that it will be so. Hallelujah. We need to keep our eyes on Jesus more than ever. Hallelujah. The Lord is even saying to his prophet, whoever is not ready will have to stay. It will have to stay. Whoever is ready is going home. My brother and sister, some people wanted the Lord to spend the time. But even the Lord has said to some of his prophets, have revealed that he had asked Father for several times for more time, more time, Father. But every time he asked for more time, he started where I believe it was 15 minutes in the Spirit. And every time he asked for more, when he went down to, to when he asked for 15, hallelujah, the second time he will ask for more will be 10. The third time he will ask for more will be 5. And it will keep be keeping less. This is what we are now. Whatever is left now is in, my brother and sister. Praise the Lord, because the last time he asked for time, this is it. This is it. It's what we are. The church is going to disappear. My brother and sister, this morning, hallelujah, praise the Lord. I was going somewhere, and I knew I was going in the spirit. And the Lord wanted to confirm this to me. I saw my brother Milton coming to me. He said, Brother Elvie, I came to meet you on the way. Meet me. And it's like I didn't realize for a minute that Brother Milton is in heaven. My brother and sister, he came to meet me this morning on the way up. I said, like, what is happening? <laughs> we were going out. And he came to meet me on the way up. And, I, but, and then I'm thinking, I'm meditating. Well, Brother Milton is in heaven. He gave me such a gray hog. My brother insisted. And he said to me, you made it. You made it. Praise you, Lord. That was so exciting. My sister told me yesterday morning she had a dream. She went to buy me a gift for Christmas, my brother and sister. And on the way to go buy her my gift, she saw she was in this place and saw Brother Larry. Brother Larry is in heaven. She said, Brother Larry. And when she saw him, she, Brother Larry stood up. It was for a minute he looked older, like an older person. He was 67 when he went to heaven, I believe, or 69. But he got up, and he was not old anymore. He was young. He got up straight and came to her and gave her a hug. My brother and sister gave her a hug and said, Sister, and gave her a hug. She said she felt so wonderful. Praise the Lord. But she was going to buy a gift for me for Christmas. We were not around anymore. I don't know what that had to do with Christmas. But I heard four years ago this sister said, the Lord told her that, they will come when she will have the last Christmas. My brother and sister, that his people, the Lord spoke to her over four years ago, that there will come the time when his people will have the last Christmas, I said to her. Remember the word the Lord gave this sister? I remember the sister's name that she put up this word about four years ago, that the Lord spoke to her and said to her, my children are going to have the last Christmas on earth. And she thought four years ago was will be thy year. But the Lord did not tell her the year because no man knows the hour, nor the son of the angel. You see, but it has to do with Christmas. My brother and sister, and sister telling me that she was going to buy this, this present for Christmas, but it was it. My brother and sister, 
we were saying goodbye. Gone. Disappear. In the blink of an eye. At the last trumpet, the Bible said, get ready. Get ready. Get ready, my brother and sister. Because this is closer than what people think. I'm not telling you, hallelujah, the day and hour. Please don't misunderstand. I'm just telling you, my brother and sister, that my dream yesterday morning, as we were doing like the revival, last preaching, it was so short. It was so soon because of the darkness. Remember me talking about the Lord in the Lord's Tower that I knew for years ago of the revelation of the Lord that when the revival will come, it will be short. Because I remember the Lord showing me this about 11, 12 years ago. He showed me the revival, and we were evangelizing. We were going around the earth evangelizing. And then it was short, a few months. And it happened so quickly that I was, I was looking for the brothers and sisters. They were gone. They were raptured. We were gone. We were taken. My brother and sister. And I always wonder, why did he show me that the revival will be so short? I always thought about this. Why is the revival so short? But the revival of Acts chapter 2 was very short. My brother and sister. After the, the Holy Spirit came on the disciples and all the people on the day of Pentecost, it happened so, so soon. My brother and sister, that then Peter preached to all of them, and we know that 3,000 or 4,000, 5,000 came later on. And it was sure, day by Acts uh, 5, I believe it is, or 4, the persecution began. Fight for the great tribulation beginning. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. It just, they, be, they had a short revival, a few months revival, and there was all persecution right after that. Why would it be any different now? In the revival that they had, according to Peter, in Acts chapter 2, Peter talks about Joel chapter 2, 228. When the sun would turn into darkness and the moon into blood, my brother and sister. So they compare their revival to Joel 228. We compare our revival to Joel 228. Short. They happen short. My brother and sister. Now, let's go to Joel 228, because there's much to say there, my brother and sister, much to share. Because remember, the, the great revelation is Jacob's trouble, my brother and sister. I know a lot of people, we talk about the great revelation, hallelujah. But God says in, in Joel 2.1, blow ye trumpet in Zion, in south, in alarm. In my holy mountain, let the inhabitant of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord come, for there is a night at hand, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. This shofar that is blown in Zion, my brother and sister, the rapture begins with the shofar. The rapture begins with the shofar. The change begins with the shofar. See, the shofar which we call in our translation the trumpet, which is shofar, begins with people changing. But to Israel, I told you many years ago, to Israel the shofar 
is an alert of what God is doing now with them. God takes us out, and God begins to work with Israel. Every, every Bible scribe will tell you that, that the great tribulation is God working with Israel directly. That's why they, they, they're working on the third temple, and they, they're having a tough time putting everything together. But when the great tribulation begins, the supernatural power of God began to work for Israel, something that they have not been able to do now, and is to destroy the Dome of the Rock and begin the construction of the third temple. Because you would have people tell you that the Dome of the Rock is not the place where the third temple is. But you can go back in history yourself. You don't need to listen to them. You can go back to history in yourself and know that the place of the Dome of the Rock was the Holy of Holies, where Solomon and they make the sacrifice in the first temple to God, my brother and sister. And these wicked ones knew this. This is why they had the Dome of the Rock built there, specifically in that place, because they knew that's what was Solomon, uh, my brother and sister, the place of the sacrifice in the first temple of Solomon was, hallelujah, and it's right there in the history. But they, if they could erase the history, they, they would. So this man of God had a dream about the great tribulation. And he saw when the missile hit the dome of the rock, and it was broken to pieces, unrepairable. But this time, he said, this was in the great tribulation, he saw this. The Palestinians will not fight Israel in regard to the construction of the third temple. This time, the nations agreed. This, this is a miracle of God. This only can be done by God. This is like Jesus sitting 5,000 people or him walking on water. It has to be by the power of God. Everything regard to Israel, everything regard to God's people in the church has to be by the power of God. The children of Israel were enslaved for 430 years in Egypt until Jesus, our Lord, our Rabbi, our Master, and our God came down and came down to speak to Moses, selected Moses, and said, I have come to set my people free. It's when he decides, it's when God decides, if he doesn't decide, nothing happens. Nothing Know this by history. Know this by the Word of God. It's when God decides when He's going to do a thing, when, a th when everything changes. My brother and sister, thing happens for thousands of years since David all the way to Mary and Joseph until the Lord came over Mary, overshadowed her, and she was praying with Jesus. My brother and sister, from that, hallelujah, that moment on was glory in the high. The start of David, the star that led these men to where the baby was, began to appear in the cloud. He is the morning star, our daily sun. He is the star who was in the cloud. He was the baby who was in the womb, and he was the one who overshadowed Mary. My brother insisted, he's almighty God. Nothing happened. Let God decide, I'm going to do this now. It's when he decides, it's when he does it, that everything changes. 
when he descended over the mountain, the Bible said that the mountain smoke. You can see the smoke in the mountain. And, and, and Moses saw the smoke. The mountain trembled. And Moses said, why did the mountain tremble? And it was still because God is in the mountain. My brother insisted. And Moses wondered, hallelujah, how is it? Hallelujah. Well, he saw the bush burn, that this bush burned, but it's not consumed. Hallelujah. He was amazed at this wonder. He spent all day long meditating on why is it that this bush burned and is not consumed. My brother and sister, God was there looking at Moses, and Moses was there looking at God. My brother and sister, and then when God, when Moses decided to approach God, Hallelujah. The God said, remove the sandal from thy feet, because the place that thou standest is holy, because God was in that place. Hallelujah. No evil, no wickedness was far away from that place. The place was holy. Hallelujah. And he says to Moses that he saw the affliction of his people that was in Egypt, and that he come down to set them free. He came to set the captive free, Isaiah 61. My brother and sister, John 8, 31, 32, who the Son set free, it is free indeed. Thou will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. If the Son set you free, you are free indeed, John 8, 36. My brother and sister, it will he set us free. And when he comes, the thing changes. He is coming. He told us, no, he is coming. He has said to some of his prophets, my daughter, my son, I'm on my way. I'm coming. I'm already descending to get my people. I said to some of his people, he's already coming in the cloud. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. I was watching a scientific uh, start. They got the telescope looking to the planet, and they see that somehow there's a great shaking up in space. Planets are colliding. Stars are colliding like they never seen before. They said on, on the Internet, NASA is looking at this. What's going on? Something strange is happening in space right now that they cannot explain, but they're looking at it. They're recording. Every move starts to come are, are like a great explosion in space, a great shaking right now. NASA can see it through this telescope. As I read online last night in space, something is happening. My brother and sister, he is coming. He is coming, and everything is beginning to shake. My brother and sister, there are people wondering what is happening. They can feel something happening. They cannot explain it, but something is different now. He is coming. He is coming, and he's going to stand in the cloud. But this time, not everyone will see him, because this time he's coming to take his bride home. At the end of the seven year, he's coming back, and all I will see him. The Bible said, but in this time, it's in the cloud. My brother and sister, like an archangel, he's coming this time. Like an archangel. Hallelujah. When he came to the children of Israel, he, he, is, he is the difference of the work of God. When he appeared to Moses, my brother and sister, I want to show you this difference. So, so you can see how people confuse the rapture with the second coming. But there is a difference that I want to show you. There is a difference. Because the one that spoke to Moses, 
the Bible tells you it was the angel of the Lord. Okay? It was the angel of the Lord that spoke with Moses. My brother and sister, and this is important, and I'm going to tell you why. My brother and sister, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Yeshua. What an awesome God we serve. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Here, Exodus 3.1. Moses, hallelujah, kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the side of the desert. It came to the mountain of God, even unto Horeth. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him. My brother and sister, this is a different, hallelujah, this, this is identified as the angel of the Lord. When God had a mission, he will send his angel. In the second coming, my brother and sister, he, in, the second, in, the, in, the, in the coming world, I will see him coming as the angel of the Lord. And that's the difference for that that I want to show you, my brother and sister. We'll get back to Joel, but I want to show you this, how people confuse two things and why God has have made them this way, and it to show us the difference. That there is a difference in regard to this coming and the second coming. First Thessalonians 4, I want to show you something. Hallelujah. My brother and sister, it says here in verse 16, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, my brother and sister, and with the trumpet of God in the dead in Christ arise first archangel. Like an archangel, my brother and sister, two angels are being pronounced here. Archangel and angel of the Lord, my brother and sister. Remember that the rank of the angels are revealed through Moses later on. But if we are told that it was the angel of the Lord in Exodus 3, 2, here again, we're told, we are told that he comes like an archangel. In his second coming, he's not coming like an angel. It's totally different. Now, you can go now into your Bible and look at the different and his coming. That they're totally different. They're him coming like an angel, my brother and sister. Praise the Lord. Because in his second coming, we always will see him. He's coming. Hallelujah, we're all power and we're all glory. And a lot of people, when they talk about the coming of the Lord, they talk about it, my brother and sister. They compare it and they say, they say it's just, no, 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 no. Uh, Matthew 24, 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be dark and the moon shall be not given a light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the power of heaven shall be shaken. Now, hallelujah, then you are pure the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And all the tribes shall mourn, and the earth shall mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming with a cloud, having, hallelujah, with heaven, with great power and great glory. These are totally revelation, totally different revelation of Jesus. When he came to deliver the children of Israel, he came as an angel. When he comes 
to bring the church home, he comes as an archangel, like an archangel. So like an angelic form, in other words. But when he comes in his glory to, to where all eyes will see him, he comes with all power and all glory. Why did God put it this way? Why, why did he, he put He had his word being written this way for you to follow the teaching. Angel like angel. Angel, my brother and sister, like a messenger. But way powers are deliverer. But when he comes as God, it's totally different. This is to change everything. When he comes with all his glory, everything gets changed. Nothing remains the same anymore, my brother and sister. His glorious coming changes everything. Hallelujah. When he takes the bride like an archangel, when he sounds a trumpet, he takes his bride home. Hallelujah. It will be a sign for Israel. Because when the angel came, and he came and spoke with Moses, and said, Moses, go present yourself over the elder. Go speak to the elder. And said that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has sent you. Hallelujah. To, and I'm going to deliver the people through you. He went to give them witness. Jesus Christ is the witness for the bride that have received him as the Lord and Savior. He is our witness of my brother and sister. He takes us home. My brother and sister, in this mission of the righteous departure, and in the second coming, he comes with all glory and all power because it's the end. He's starting the earth again, completely new. So a thousand years, reign with Christ is going to start. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. This is happening. This is happening. So as my brother came to me this morning and met me in the air, my brother Milton, so a lot of you know that he passed away, what, a couple of years ago now? Or a year or two ago? My brother and sister is in heaven. And I've seen him in heaven about four times now. I said, Lord, has taken me to show me things. And this morning he comes, and I saw him coming. Brother Milton, we gave each other a hug. And he says, I come to meet you halfway or on the way. And I said, wow. And I didn't realize that was a, a, a group of boss coming up, my brother and sister. And... It's like some people I can look on their face and recognize them. Others were coming behind us, but there was a group coming up, coming home. As the Apostle Paul says, meeting with the Lord in the cloud. My brother and sister, hallelujah. For, hallelujah. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we who, who are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not precede those who are asleep, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead of Christ shall rise first. But then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together. This is what I saw. I saw a great multitude of us, of thousands of, uh, of people. My brother and sister, I'm not going to tell you it was thousands upon thousands because then I'll be exaggerating. I saw thousands of people. My brother and sister. And we were coming up together. Together, that's the word, together. We were together. Some of us were separated by a fee or two from, from each other. But we were like when you see a crowd of people together. 
okay? Well, of course, we were not keeping social distancing six feet away. Now, we were a few or two away because none of us with coronavirus are, are bringing that home anyway. We were, we were, we were coming home together, my brother and sister. And I know that the Lord did not want to see me for me to see every face because I remember when the Lord showed me the rapture one time, not long ago, Jesus, I came home to heaven in the rapture, and I saw Jesus standing in, the sand, um, in heaven next to the, to, the, to the sea and the sand. He was near the water. When I came to heaven, I was up in a little bit, a few feet away from him. And when I saw him, I said, Lord, where's the rest of my brothers and sisters? And he said, they're coming in now. And so he had this, this notebook in his hand. And he was looking at the list of the people that were coming in. And I saw people coming in. So, I, you know, I went to the Lord to, to see what was in the notebook. And he, he, he allowed me to see it. The name of the people that he had on the list of those that was coming home my brother and sister, and I was looking at that list, and I was going through the list because I'm looking for people in a specific that I know we're walking together. And I remember that then I, I saw in the, uh, as people was coming in from the earth quickly, my brother and sister, I remember I, I, I saw Sister Amy, her mother, her daughter came in, and I began to see people that I, that I could recognize right away. I was happy. And the Lord was very happy to see them come in. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord, for that. And he was just bringing them in. They were just coming in. And in that sand, when, when I came in there, there was only the Lord waiting for people to come in. And then all of a sudden we had hundreds of people just coming in there and the ranch of the pasture from every place on the earth, people that are repenting, truly repenting and seeking the Lord, they were just coming in. And the rapture, my brother and sister, that's why a lot of people believe that the shofar sound, it's gonna, it, the, the, the sound for the shofar, it's going to be, the Jewish people call it a lone sound. Lone, uh, and if I can find it now, I have talked about this here. And the Lord's Tower, and what kind of sound of the shofar is going to be sound, my brother and sister, if I can find it quickly, because they, they, they are different sound of the shofar in the Bible. But this long sound, I believe it's in, uh, I will have to look at it in, in Exodus. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. It was a, a gathering Sound, a blast. God, it was a loud blast. Hallelujah. My brother and sister. Okay? It's in Exodus 19, 13. And they show, no hand touch it, but he should surely be stoned. This is when God was telling Moses, my brother and sister. In Exodus 19, I told the people, the Exodus 19 uh, is, is describing uh, the rapture. In a very specific way, Exodus 19, when you read it, please, uh, read it carefully and pray about it. Because it gives you, my brother and sister, 
Here, uh, Exodus 19.1. On the third month after the children of Israel had gone forth out, out of the land of Egypt, in the same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai. For they had departed from Rephaim and had come to the desert of Sinai and had pitched camp in the wilderness. And Israel had come before the mount. Okay? And Moses went up to God. So you note that this, in, this mountain, and, and God, God showed me this in the Spirit. It's incredible. He showed me this mountain in heaven. This, this mountain is in heaven. Okay? Like it was, it's in Israel, too. It's also in heaven. And like these things you read in the Bible are like a mirror of the things that are in heaven. So that's why I, told to, I was told to Moses in the mount to do everything according to what was shown to him. Because everything that was given to Moses was in heaven, and now it was given to us in a particular way from God. So Moses went up to God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thou shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, Tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptian, how I have borne you an eagle's wind, and brought you unto myself. Now, if you tell this to an unbeliever, you know, he may say, but that's not what happened. They had to walk. They had to get out of there walking in carriage and all that because they're missing the part. My brother said, first of all, they said, pointing out how, how we're going to heaven. We're going to heaven like eagle, like an eagle's wings. God is bringing us to heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we'll rapture. He'll rapture us to heaven. He had done it to me several times. I have experienced this power. I have experienced this in the blink of an eye being in heaven. My brother insisted. So I can tell you it's powerful. God is telling them, and you see that this is why I tell you, Father, it's the greatest testimony for you and I. When someone on that day, on the white throne judgment day, will say to God, but God, how do you want us to be holy and righteous and, and, and do all these things when we have no, 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 no one to tell us or to show us? God will look you straight to your eyes and say, I show you with my own testimony. And you'll be like, huh? Huh? Well, you have seen what I did unto the Egyptian. You have seen what I did, God says. Because we're his witnesses, remember? We're his witnesses. So the children of Israel saw what God did. God has his own testimony in his word, in history. For anyone to say that it's impossible to serve him and come to him, God's going to give him a speech on that day. Okay? Because he is, he is the testimony. He is the pure testimony. You have seen what I did unto the Egyptian and how I bore you an eagle's wind and brought you unto myself. You had no idea the things God has done for you to be here tonight serving him. You, you probably had no idea the people God had to block away that the devil sent against you the planning agenda of the enemy to try to murder you on your car or when you took that plane or, or when you took the bow. You had no idea of the plan of the enemy to try to kill you. You had no idea everything God has done for you to be here serving him today. No idea. And one day they'll play that movie of your life in heaven. 
the Lord did this to me in heaven. He showed me the things he had delivered me since I came to him as a believer. Not even from the beginning, just part of my life. He showed to me from heaven, in heaven, the thing he delivered me from. Oh, you just want to get on your knees and worship him. You just want to worship him. Because you have no idea the thing he delivered you from. You think it's been coincidence or that you're so smart and you have done this and you have avoided these people and you... No. Even if it was, it was bullet coming straight to your brain because someone wanted to kill you, he has stopped those bullets. My brother and sister, you have no idea he, what he's done to deliver you. Praise your Lord. And if you, you have seen what I did unto the Egyptian. Egypt had the greater army on the earth in those days. And it was easy for them to kill these poor slaves. My brother and sister, my father, nobody messed with him. Nobody can stop him. He's almighty. He knows all things. He knew what they were planning in secret. Hallelujah. You have seen what I did unto the Egyptian, and how I bore you on eagles wind and brought you unto myself. Now, therefore, he will obey my voice and thee, and keep my commandment. Then you should be a peculiar treasure unto me above all the people, for all the earth is mine. Are you hear this? For all the earth People say in America, practically, it's of the Democrats. No. It's of God. God is in control, my brother and sister. Okay? You are special to him. Peculiar is special. Treasure. Hallelujah. That means that if you have a treasure box full of all kinds of stone, the most beautiful Peculiar, most fancy one. My brother and sister, that's you. You are special to Father. And He has chosen you as a special person unto Him above all the people. Above, not below. Because people, some people think of themselves they're below. No, you're not. You are above. God has set you above. Your feet are above. He can heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Paul says to the Ephesians, you're sitting in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Your feet are above, not below. My brother and sister, above all the people, for all the earth is mine, he says. Oh, thank you, Father. He is so awesome. Hallelujah. And you should, shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. Hallelujah. A priest, each of one of us are a priest unto God. In a holy nation, God can place you in a planet, husband and wife, and you can fill the planet. That's why he told Adam and Eve in the garden to fulfill the land, my brother and sister. Out of them too, Billions of people came. Billions of people and trillions can fill this planet. And God can take you and your husband or you and your wife and set you on a planet a billion times bigger than the earth. 
and tell you, go, be fruitful, and multiply, my children. And trillions of people can come out of you. And you still look 20. You still see all your grand, 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 grandchildren. Kiss them and hug them. My brother and sister, God's plan will blow your mind. It will blow your mind. It had not even come to mind of the understanding of the wise. My brother and sister, wait until you come to heaven. And wait until you can go and visit other planet. It will blow your mind. I requested this of the Lord. I said, Lord, will you take me to heaven and, and allow me to go see other planet? And he did one time. Took me up there. Have one of the elder in heaven, redeems elder, take me up there. This redeemed started taking me to this planet of God, and God is in all of them. My brother and sister, I fainted away. It was too much. It was too much, my brother and sister. Too, too much. Planet four, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. I don't think I have described all the things I've seen on the Lord Jawah. I don't think I can. I don't think my mind and brain can, can describe everything I've seen. But it's the most awesomest things you ever saw. Wait until you get to heaven in your glorified body. And he takes you there. Father can take you. Remember the time Father says to me, get in my hand as an elevator. I saw people climbing into his hand in the third heaven, third level, in a beautiful place. I saw family playing in the park. The water in the park was like as alive, was going up and down. And children was watching this beauty. My brother and sister. This is where you can take the fish out of the water and they're still alive like nothing can affect them or kill them. My brother and sister. And I saw Father Hand, people will climb on it. Family will climb on it. A family of five and four. And he takes them up all the way up and he's showing them. It pleases him to show you more. When you and I are ready, when we are up there, Father, it pleases him. We the peculiar treasure for him that he's chosen us. He's going to take you up there, and you're going to rejoice with him. And you're going to see how fun he is. He rejoices when you rejoice. He rejoices to see you in his joy. My brother and sister, you're going to have a lot of fun in heaven. Verse 7, Moses came and called to the elder of the people and laid before their face all these words which the Lord commanded him. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do. And Moses returned the word of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, Lo, I come unto thee in a thick cloud. Hallelujah. And that the people may hear when I speak with thee. Believe thee forever. Moses told the word to the people of the Lord. So you see that there's no coincidence. There's nothing new under the sun. Jesus comes in the cloud also. We'll meet the Lord in the cloud. But he had described that God, when he came, it was a thick cloud. If you wonder how the cloud is going to be when Jesus comes for his bride, it's going to be a thick cloud. Where the people from here, no satellite or anything can see us. And if God allows some satellite to pick us up as we're going up with the Lord, might be for a testimony unto them. And although Tesla and NASA satellite 
in China and Russia and all these countries, even North Korea, they have satellites. They've got to allow all these satellites at the same time to catch thousands of people, change and transform into a glorified body, white, pure, and seeing the Lord and seeing that going up. They've got to allow this beautiful event to be recorded, to be shown to humanity. I'm sure if NASA recorded, they may not want to put it out there because of fear of people uh, going against them. But God may cause us for, it, for the information to be put out there. We don't know. Much is happening that a lot of people expect it not to happen, my brother and sister. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go unto the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes. Before you can come and meet God, who's in the thick cloud, before we meet the Lord in the air, there is a process that the Lord says to Peter, Be thou holy, because I am holy. There is a process right now in our life of sanctification. As we repent the things in our life that are not of God, that are not pleasing to God, are being removed out of our lives. My brother and sister, this is a sanctification process. Hallelujah. Go to all the people and sanctify them to, today and tomorrow. When do you repent? Today and tomorrow. Beloved, when do I repent? Today and tomorrow. When should I go in prayer? Today and tomorrow. Today and tomorrow. And the next day come. So when should I be repenting, brother? Today and tomorrow. The next day come, if it comes. Today and tomorrow. Keep that up. And he'll make you ready. Shalom, Sister Luna. For going home in the rapture of the departure. Repent today and tomorrow. And do the same every day. Until he comes. Hallelujah. Be ready again on the third day. For, for the third day, the Lord will come down in the sight of all the people upon some upon mountain. He came on the side of all the people, but not all the world. His people, his bride, will meet him in the cloud and will see him, but not the rest of the world. Ye will see me, but the world will see me now, Jesus said before he left. It's because it's in relationship with him. The elect are selected by him will see him face to face. He'll speak with us. But not the world. My brother and sister, not the world. Totally different. The world has to go through seven years of great tribulation. And in those seven years, they must choose who are they going to serve. If they chose to buy sin, they have made their choice. Hallelujah, my brother and sister. This is why, hallelujah, the buy sin has been allowed. Because people need to make the choice. God told the earth, God told us it was the end. That the end of all things, Father said, had come before him. He had decided to bring the end of all things before this humanity. And that they had to make the choice to choose him or choose death. There's no other way, my brother and sister. Choose, choose life or choose death, God said through Moses. And that you said, abound unto all the people in the running about, saying, Take heed to yourself as you go not after the mount, nor touch the border of it. Whosoever touches the mount shall be surely put to death. This was the goal, my brother and sister. His people could come to the mountain, 
but the word went around to the rest. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. And the virtual departure, the Lord's people that the Lord's been working with, they get to be changed and be transformed in the glorified body. The rest of the people, our family, or the people that are not our family, but the rest of the people that are now repenting and not seeking the Lord, they don't get to see nothing else. They only get to see you and I disappear. They don't get to disappear. And they'll be mad at God, but it will be a sign for them that the God promised he makes them come to pass. He made sure they come to pass. God is faithful. And this rapture that pastured, that so many have preached against the rapture, so many pastors and leaders have preached against the rapture for so many years, God, the Lord, is going to make sure they know of people that will disappear beside them. Remember Luke 17, Matthew 24, one will be taken and the other one will be left. The one that is going to be left will have a testimony and say, when someone asks, do you see your wife? Do you see your husband? Do you see your daughter? Do you see your mom disappear? And they'll say, yes, I was there. I saw when they disappeared. You, you're saying that it just disappeared? Yeah, it just disappeared. I said, I, it was missed to me. I was thinking in one of the beginning of the rapture, mother was shaking her baby, putting it to sleep. When she was not ready to go home, but the baby was, and the Lord took the baby. And the mother was right there. The baby just disappeared in front of her. My baby, my baby, someone has taken my baby, she said. People were running. And then other people were saying the same thing. God's going to take his. I'm sorry for humanity. Those that may listen to this message at the word gone, I ain't sorry for you. But God took your child. And he's not stealing it from you. It's his. First of all, he gave it to you. Children are a gift of the Lord. If you were able to have a child because God gave you a gift for you to take care. But it was his. It was his. And he's going to take his. My brother and sister. That's what that is. He's taking his. Verse 13. And there shall not a band touch the hand touch, I'm sorry. But he should surely be stoned or shot through it. Whether it be a beast or a man, it should not live. And when the trumpet sounded long, here it is. When the trumpet sounded long, they should come out to the mountain. Here is the sign I told you. This is a long shofar. In the Hebrew Bible, this is what you read. Long shofar. For the rapture, there is a long shofar sound. The rabbi will tell you it's different than any other sound. And it's very difficult. But it's a deep, profound shofar. I wish I had it right here. I had one before, but I guess I had to remove it. It's a deep, long sound shofar that identify the rapture different than anything else. That's the gathering of the saint. This shofar is not the same shofar for the appearing of the Lord. Okay? Because this shofar is gathering. You see, this is why the rapture, the cut up in the air, is totally different than the second coming. Because in this coming, 
he comes like an archangel, first of all. Like he came to Moses as an angel. And then you got the shofar sound that identified the event. Every, I did a Bible study. I have it on the archive on the Lord's Hour. Every single event that pertains to the children of Israel, that God did among the children of Israel, has a different shofar sound. When the enemy was approaching the land, the watcher has to sound a shofar specific to, to identify that the enemy was coming. It was totally different than the gathering. That's why the rapture is a special event, because it's a special shofar sound in that event, and that's the gathering of God's people unto the Lord, my brother and sister. And this is a long trumpet sound, my brother and sister. And they shall come to the mountain. That's a rapture. Boom, they come together to be in the Lord in the air. That's why the Apostle Paul says that the archangel is the power, my brother and sister, of that shofar. Because it's a profound sound. Profound sound of the shofar in regard to the rapture and long. And a lot of rabbis, the, 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 the sounds of shofar, they'll tell you. Some people say it's, it's impossible to do. And people have practiced for years to get to that level, to sound that shofar that deep. Because it, it takes a lot from you, from your lung, to be able to cause a sound, my brother and sister. And you hear a lot of people on YouTube. Years ago, I used to listen to them trying to, to, to do that long shofar sound. It's, it's, it's almost impossible. So what they do, they combine the sound. Someone sounds it one way, another one, and they, and they combine it. But when someone can sound that deep shofar sound that is in relationship to the rapture, there's a brother in line. He's a Messianic Jew, Messianic Jew. So that means he has received the Lord as personal Savior. He's waiting for the rapture of the pasture. He has a page online. And he, in his page, he, he described, I had it one time on the Lord's Tower because I was talking about him. He described this shofar sound. And how God has helped him to make this special sound. He has he has a sound recorded online on his webpage and and he says it's a deep profound sound and it takes a lot of years of practice, my brother and sister. And he's been able to do so. And he said this this is the shafar sound, the deep sound that we'll hear when when the rapture happens. In which the Bible said the trumpet sound long. Because you have to keep that long, deep sound long. And that's, that's almost impossible for people. A lot of people try. And, and they're not able to because it, just, it takes so much of you to be able to do it. So much practice and so much. My brother and sister. So most of them went down from the mountain unto the people and sanctified the people and they washed their clothing. My brother and sister. Notice that. Everything with sanctification has to do with washing. Separation and washing. No contamination. That's why to go home in the rapture, you cannot be vaccinated. Because if you're vaccinated, you are contaminated. So in order for you to be saved, just be saved, Jesus said to me, you have to, the effect of the vaccine has to be removed from you, from your body. And that is another process of the Lord with people. It takes a lot of prayer 
to get a vaccinated person back, the soul back to the body, and then ready, my brother and sister, to confessing and to be saved. The Lord said they can be saved after they take that other vaccine that will remove the effect of the first vaccine out of the body. Here's the thing. When the person gets vaccinated, and you can read this in the Moderna and Pfeiffer side, as the rest of them, it mortifies your DNA. And, and according to what they say and describe, your DNA, they're part of the DNA that will cut it off and will attach, attach that other part with other things. They tell you what it is that they attach to it when you read the long list, my brother and sister. And so that's the problem. As the, as the, the DNA is being modified, it changes how God created you to be in the image and the likeness of himself, my brother and sister. The way God designed and made you in a certain specific way, which make every single human being unique. The peculiar is that stone, a special stone, that it can be identified from the rest of the stone. That's you and I. Totally different. Not to be compared. None of us as a stone in the hand of the Lord can be compared. My brother and sister. So that's why your DNA cannot be changed. Cannot be modified. And then you go home in the rapture. No. Because if that happens, this is why a, a, a vaccinated cannot find a place in the rapture. Like a holy man or woman of God cannot find a place in hell neither. There's no place in hell for a son and daughter of God who is holy and righteous and watched for the blood of Jesus. There was no place in hell for Jesus. My brother and sister, there's no place. There's no place for a demon in, he in heaven. Heaven is a holy, righteous, pure place with no contamination and no type of sin at all. You cannot sin not even with your mind in heaven at all. So a demon that likes to sin, that lives in sin, that practices sin every day, that demon cannot be taken to heaven because there's no place in heaven for that demon. The only place is hell, my brother and sister. The only place is hell. So a vaccinated cannot be raptured because inside of their person's blood, there's a full contamination, my brother and sister. The DNA has been changed and manipulated, my brother and sister. And it's like driving a Mercedes, but it's a Ford, my brother and sister, some people say. It's going to break down on you most of the time. So it's totally different. It's a mix, mix. And you can notice that there's no mix in the Bible. There's nothing with God. This is why God said they need to watch. Even the clothing. And you may say, but what did the clothing have in common before God? Because it's identified how God wants you holy, pure, and righteous. That's what that is. My brother and sisters. Even, I never preached before about women not cutting their hair, not coloring their hair, and, and things that the Lord likes. The Lord wants his daughters to let their hair grow, not to be coloring their hair. And it's between you and God, for sure. 
your relationship with him. But he'll let you know. If you ask him, he'll say, my daughter, don't color your hair. Don't cut your hair. Because in this life, we live to please him. My brother and sister, in this life, we live for him. We don't live for men or ourselves. We live for him. My brother and sister. So our life has to be according to his will. His will, not our own. I know we have men obligating people. Oh, you cannot be a minister. You cannot be in my church like you do this. You do that. It's not under mandate of men. And under leading of the Lord. Telling you, I don't like this. And I remember sharing this. One of the sisters was asking me, Brother Elby, uh, so should I not color my head anymore? Sister, I cannot tell you to do it because if I tell her not to do it as a mandate, I'm telling you, don't color your hair. Why don't you ask the Lord? And I don't know how many weeks or months have passed after I said this to the sister. She was in front of a mirror in her house. She said, in her bedroom. She was combing her hair, sitting on her bed, looking at the mirror. And the Lord says to her, My daughter, listen to my son, Elvie. Don't color your hair. Don't color. I like your hair natural, the Lord says to her. Something like that. As I have said to her, that it will be the Lord, not me, the Lord. And she was surprised. It was the first time she heard the Lord say that to her. My brother and sister. Because it's the Lord that will lead us. He will guide you toward truth. And so your pastor, your leader will guide you toward truth. He will guide you toward truth, Jesus said. He's the one leading us, guiding us, teaching us, revealing to us the things that are pleasing unto him. So God tells, says to Moses, my brother and sister, Moses went down from the mountain to the people, sanctified the people, and they washed their clothes. You know? Sanctifying means repenting, and then also washing their clothes. So you have the internal or spiritual life before him, and you have the external or clothing. What you should wear is important. Some people think they can wear anything and go out. No, because you serve the Lord, remember? You serve God, remember? So if God, if God who is in you, quicken you, and say, my daughter, don't dress with those pants so tight. My son, don't put on that shirt that will show your muscle, which is also a temptation to woman. You know, if you get that in your spirit from the Lord telling you this, you may not hear him, but he'll quicken you to your spirit. No, you don't need to say the word, because once you have the knowledge, when he quickens in your spirit, the knowledge comes to mind. He brings that knowledge to your mind. My daughter, don't dress this way. My son, don't dress this way. You go, you go into a meeting, and you want to dress to impress, some people say. In order to sign, he, he's letting you know, no, you will be a temptation. You will be a tool of temptation. 
I don't want you to do that. You serve me, the Lord will say. And that's the little voice. That's the Lord reminding you and I. We serve him. We dress for him. We live for him. So he says, tell them to wash their clothes. Remember they were going through the wilderness, all kinds of dust hitting their clothing. They were dirty. Tell them to wash their clothes. My brother and sister, it's what he wants. And he said unto the people, be ready again from the third day. Come not at your wife, wives. Separate now from your wife before you come to the Lord. My brother and sister, Paul says to the churches that when they're going to fast, come in agreement before they come into fasting in Corinthians. That's a separation unto the Lord when you're going to fast. Greet with your wife or greet with your husband before you do so. Another day, God's leading you to fast. Let them know. Because you're sanctifying yourself unto the Lord. Have that day you offer unto the Lord, be separated. As we are separated, you separate the day, you be separated unto him. Okay? Come not at your wife. Don't be together with your wife that night. Okay? That can wait for another night. But this night, this day is for God. That, that's what holiness is. That's what sanctification is. Separation. And they came to pass on the third day in the morning. There was thunder, lightning, thick cloud upon the mountain. And the voice, the voice of the trumpet is seemingly loud. And this is another sign of the trumpet. The shofar for the rapture is loud. People may wonder, is it, a, is it a, a sweet sound, low sound? Can you barely hear it? No, it's loud. It's going to be a loud sound. My brother and sister, archangels are very loud. I, I learned that in heaven. Very loud. The voice of an archangel, like an archangel, the sound of Shafar can be very loud, like a 5,000-watt speaker. Okay? The voice of a trumpet is sitting loud. So all the people who were in the camp tremble. Don't be surprised when the trumpet sound, you begin to tremble. Your feet begin to tremble. You're like, what? <laughs> this is the end of the world. No, this is the Shafar for you to come home. It happened quickly in the blink of an eye. But it's a loud sound, though. Praise the Lord. Verse 17. Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood neither apart of the mount. So the whole meeting is to meet God, to meet with God. So when the Lord comes, we're going to meet the Lord in the air. This is what this Shafat is. This is why we need to be separated for him. For the Lord, my brother and sister. In my dream this morning, I knew that each and one of us coming out was separated. And I see my brother Milton coming out of heaven to meet me on the way. It was strange to me. For a second, it was like I was thinking, why, where am I going with this group of people? It's like we were heading up. We were all in opposition going up. We were like in the cloud. 
everybody else from New York could see us, but we were in the cloud going up, and my brother Milton is coming from heaven to meet me. And when I see him, Brother Milton, we give each other a hug. And he says, I came to meet you on the way. You made it. You made it, he says to me. And at that moment, he says, you made it. Everything lit up on me. That's what I understand. He says, you made it. That gave me, oh, such a joy right away. It's like the joy of the Lord at that moment. You made it. Praise the Lord. That's what's important, that we made, we're making. This is why every day, as I say, the Lord coming, we keep repenting, keep seeking the Lord. We, we keep being separated for him. We keep looking to please the Lord. You know, some people have said, I have people I have not seen for weeks here on the Lord Tower. And, and when they write to me and say, oh, I haven't seen you on the Lord Tower, I would say, Oh, brother, I've been fasting. I've been praying with the family. So I had really no time to listen. You know, we love to listen to your program, but we've been busy. Okay, that's, that's awesome. If you've been seeking the Lord, yes, that's fine. If you're not able to listen, but if you have not been seeking the Lord, you want to come to be encouraged. Because that's the only reason why the Lord have, have me here. And it's to encourage you and encourage myself also, my brother and sister, for that great day. When the Lord came to me to start this program in 2012, he said to get his people ready to come home, my brother and sister, and show me a people that he will bring afterward that will be with us to be going home. So I knew that everyone that will come to the Lord's Tower to listen, to hear, and to be, to be in ready, the Lord's getting them ready. Say, so I will get them ready to bring them home. And that's, that's the whole focus of this program. It is for people to get ready to come home to heaven in the rapture, the pasture. They will meet in the Lord's Tower Park in heaven. We'll give each other a hug. You can visit me whenever you come. Make sure you bring a piece of pie or something. Just kidding. But we'll, we'll spend time together, okay? We'll definitely spend time. Even We may even go fishing in heaven. We'll go horse bike, uh, riding up there. Um, I don't know. We'll go to the park together. We'll do different things up there, my brother and sister. We'll go eat that tree that the fruit looks like a mango that I told you about, that is billions of years from heaven, but we can get there in a few seconds. My brother and sister, a few minutes. We'll, we'll go there together and enjoy, enjoy those fruit. We'll have so much to do. We'll go see other planets and galaxies. It'll be exciting. We'll have much to do, my brother and sister. But one thing important that I keep thinking is that we want to keep learning about God. Okay? There's a Bible study going on up there, a very profound and powerful Bible study. The Lord allowed me to go to one of them, one of the meetings, where there was angels and, and we being was sharing about God, and the power in the place will knock you down. Okay? I was there. Believe me, I want to go back there. I wanted to go to those places where you learn about God. I wanted to go to Jesus' Bible study where he's teaching about, about uh, his plan for his children in the millennium and eternity and everything else that comes, what he has for us in store. Okay? 
my brother, you'll see me there very quiet, just listening, just listening to his teaching. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yes, amen. Amen. Even if you get COVID, don't get vaccinated. That's for sure. We'll keep them in prayer, but don't, don't get vaccinated. Forget about that by saying that's not for us. That's not for the believer. Although many believers have already taken it, but it's not for us. God has greater plan. We are healed by his stripe. And if he decides to take us home, it's because it's our time. My brother and sister, but believe his word that nothing will separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. No death, no life, nothing can separate us. So this coronavirus okay, cannot separate us at all, okay, from the love of God, from what God has for us. So don't worry about it. Don't be vaccinated. Stay holy, which is separated for the Lord, even which is also being separated from the Bicene. That's also being holy because you're separated. That's of the world. We're not of the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world, Jesus said. So we stay away from those things. Cannot be contaminated. Now, let's go back to Joe 2. Hallelujah. Blow you the trumpet in Zion. I said so far. Sound the alarm in my holy mountain. Lay all the inhibiting of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord come, how is it night? So when Moses comes, the shofar is sound, they tremble. Here, here it is, the confirmation. They tremble. What can they tremble to? And that shofar, loud shofar is sound for the rapture. My brother and sister, let the inhibiting of the land tremble. Okay? My brother and sister. And hallelujah. And a day of darkness and gloomness, a day of cloud and thick darkness, as the morning spread out upon the mountain, a great people and strong, they have not been ever, ever the like. Neither should be any more after it, even in the years of many generations. See, when God chosen the people, not only that he's put his spirit in them, but his spirit also means his power. The power that you and I have, which is the Holy Spirit, is the most powerful weapon anybody can have. There's not a weapon on this earth or anywhere that can overcome the power of the Holy Spirit, my brother and sister. This is why whatever they plan against us, no weapon form, and there are many weapons, believe me, there are billions of weapons form out there, and no weapon form against us will prosper. They cannot, because greater is he that is in us the he that is in the world. So they had no chance, no chance, if you stay committed to the Lord, repenting every day. They have no chance, absolutely none. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. A fire, verse 3, devoured for them. Behind them a flame burned. The land is the garden of Eden before them. And behind them a desolated wilderness, yea, and nothing shall escape them. I told you years ago that this earth is eating. It's like the garden of Adam and Eve to these demons that are coming out of hell and are getting a body now. A free body they're getting. My brother and sister now. And this is eating for them, like the garden of Eden. Okay? And behind them, 
a wild, a desolated wilderness, yeah? Nothing should escape them. My brother and sister, they want it all. They don't just want your soul. Or they don't just want your body. They want your finance. They want your home. They want your car. They want the land. They want everything. My brother and sister, it is terrible how wicked and evil they are. The appearance of them is as the appearance of horses. And a horseman, shall they, as horses, shall they run. My brother and sister, this is how I saw these locusts in hell. They look as horsemen. And Revelation describes them like a horseman. Evil spirit, evil demon. Imagine them occupying people's body. Imagine when the church leave and the great tribulation begin and these people begin to transform. Some of them looks like they're going to transform like they, like horses. This is another demon, another creature now we find in the Bible. The appearance of horses and horsemen, so they, so, so they run. Some people will turn like horses, my brother and sister, in that day that is coming. And we have entered into the season. Like the noise of chariots and the top of mountains shall they leap. Like the noise of flame of fire that devour the stumble. As a strong people say in battle array. It's terrible. Before their face the people shall be much pained. All faces shall gather blackness, nuclear weapons. They cry nuclear weapon coming in the days ahead. But not for the bride. Because when the chapter begins, the trumpet sound. And when that trumpet sound, people disappear. The elect, the selected one disappear. So see that the church doesn't get to see none of this stuff. God is revealing it to us so we can share it with the people. Because the people are not going to get to see it. They're going home at the sound of the shofar. The lone blast of the shofar. But people don't hear or stay behind their faces. The Bible says, the people should be much pain. All faces should gather in blackness, nuclear weapon, chemical weapon, biological and all kinds of weapon, being set on fire on this earth, my brother and sister. Do we see the sign of the beginning of this, my brother and sister, nuclear weapon? Don't we hear on the news China? And the United States already arguing. Don't we hear on the news Russia and the United States? <coughs> Excuse me. The signs are clear, my brother and sister. God is showing us. This is it, my brother and sister. Russia is getting ready. The United States is getting ready. It's sending ships and carriers and nuclear stuff all over the Pacific. China is sending all kinds of stuff and nuclear and carry all over the Pacific. Russia is doing the same. My brother and sister, they're getting ready to bomb each other, blow up themselves, blow up their land against one another. Do you think God's children could stay behind and see all this mess coming? No. No. My brother and sister, the Bible talks about this day. This is what I'm reading you. And this is how the Bible describes the day when this happened. My brother and sister, 
is not beautiful. Their faces, people will be in much pain. All faces should gather in blackness. That's the pollution in the air. After all, thousands of nuclear weapons, as the Lord showed me from heaven, began to come from, from, from Russia here, from here to Russia, from, from China here, from here to China. And, and you know, my brother and sister, the air in China will be polluted. The air in Russia will be polluted. Over here will be so much polluted, too. And in Europe, NATO is getting ready also to fight China, to fight uh, Russia. And Russia is getting them ready, too. They got their missile pointing to them, and they got them pointing to the United States. Iran is joining them. North Korea is joining them. India now has joined Russia. They're all joining each other. They want to know who's going to be there for each other. My brother and sister, they're getting ready. They're getting their missile ready, their carrier, their submarine, their plane, their satellite. They're getting ready for something big. The question is, who's going to press a big red button first? My brother and sister, who's going to order first? Some say, and as a strategy, Whoever launches first get the advantage. My brother and sister. So none of them want anybody to have the advantage. So some are willing to press it first. But since God is in control, and not a leaf can fall from a tree without his consent, no one can press them to follow and say, okay. But in the moment God said, all right, I'm going to allow them to do so. All right, bring my children home. Well, this is the hour. My brother and sister, the Lord showed me now in the Spirit three times how darkness is taking over this earth. And he says he needs to get us out of here. My brother and sister. But as darkness taking us over, the, in other words, the evil that was never here, only in the times of Noah, now is it being allowed. They want to go to those people. Press the button, press the button. They think they're smart to get this started first. No. It's when God says so. Father is in control. But this is the time. That's it. This is it. No more time left, my brother and sister. Verse 7. They shall run like mighty men. They shall climb the wall like men of war. They, will, they shall march everyone of his way, and they shall not break their, their rank. China has annoyed me this way. One of the concerning things about China, and I was showing someone online, is that there are special armies they're building. They're building an army made of special soldiers. These soldiers are, their DNA mixed, super soldiers, yes, mixed with different, different animals in them, and plus also machine, robots, parts. And they, how they test these men, they have them run and they shoot at them several times and see how many bullets they can take. And they'll still complete their mission. They cross to complete their mission even though what they're being shot at, even with missile. And nothing can stop them. China already have made over one million of them. And the United States and this country that are aware want them to stop because he's a wicked, evil soldier, and nothing can stop them. 
So whoever goes against China better use nuclear because he saw you could never stop, not even by bullets, my brother and sister. They have taken ahead of everybody. They want to make their future secure because no, nothing can stop the soldier by only nuclear weapon. It's terrible. Terrible, my brother and sister. They're ready. And they're making them every day quickly. They want to make sure they have more than a million. So, my brother and sister, this will start any day now. Any day. Verse 8. Neither shall one throw trust one another. My brothers, they shall walk everyone in his own path. And when they shall fall upon the sword, they shall not be wounded. Here's a special soldier in the Bible. Everything is in the Word of God. Remember when Jesus said this to me. Here. Here's in the Bible, the super soldier. Neither shall one trust one another. They shall walk everyone on his path. And when they shall fall upon a sword, they shall not be wounded. They shouldn't with bullets and they can now be stopped. These are the super soldier in the Bible. My brother and sister. They shall run to and fro in the city, and they shall run upon the wall, and they shall climb upon the house, and they shall enter at the windows like a thief. Yes, they can do this. They are trained exactly to do this. My brother and sister, the super soldier. They can climb wall very quickly because they don't get tired like other men. My brother and sister, as they say, they, are, they should. They shall walk everyone in his same in his path. You can see the soldier on video online. I was showing someone online the super soldier. They have them online on video. They walk as the Bible says. They should walk everyone in his path. They they look together. They can turn their head together. They can move together. They can look the same way together. That's the machine in them. My brother and sister, it's in the Bible. Everything we need to know about this life and the life to come is in the Bible. My brother and sister, the earth shall shake before them. Heaven shall tremble. The sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. My brother and sister. So here the soldier is also the fallen ones, the Nephtalians, evil beings, my brother and sister. The earth shall quake before them, the heavens shall tremble, the sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. This one, the Nephtalians are re released. So they will not only be super soldiers, but they will also be these fallen ones that are wicked. And of course, these fallen ones are the one through um, CERN. Someone was telling me it's particle accelerator, accelerator that they have in the United States, not exactly CERN, okay? It is CERN in one way, but particle accelerator is what they use to communicate with them that when they turn the magnetic machine around, it goes around in circle, it has to reach what that 1.1, 1.3 million watts and form that force with the magnetic field in order to penetrate the different uh, level, my brother and sister, and then they can speak with them and communicate with them clearly. Scientists are celebrating because they've been able now to transfer things to them and things from them, and they can see into these other dimensions 
and have like a video in front of them as they see on the other side. It's wicked and it's evil. My brother and sister, they had no idea what they're playing with. No idea. Because once the demons that are locked up by God, since the times of Noah are released, they're going to begin to kill people in the daylight. It's horrible. My brother and sister, I saw this meeting they were having online about CERN. About 10,000 engineers scientists. And this leader of one was speaking to them here in the United States. 10,000 in that meeting. My brother and sister, he was speaking to all of them. And they're celebrating how much they've been able to conquer. It's terrible online. My brother and sister. Verse 11, And the Lord shall utter his voice before his army. There it goes. They do their stuff. They do their evil. God said, now it's my time now. The Lord shall utter his voice before his army. For his camp is very great. Not just an army. The Lord just not just have an army. His army is great. His camp is great. The Lord shall utter his voice for before his army. For his camp is very great. For he is strong. Huh. Who... who who can be as strong as the Lord? No one can. That execute his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can abide in it? They have no chance. They have no chance. I tell you that right now. I see the army of the Lord. I saw Jesus as the commander in chief in heaven. There was thousands upon thousands of them waiting, waiting for his order. The prophet Joel said, for the Lord shall honor. He's going to speak to them. My brother and sister, to his army. For his, his, for his camp is very great. For he is strong. That is excuse his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can abide in it? Oh, no one can. My brother and sister, I saw when Jesus came at the end of the seven years. Great tribulation. He came, as Matthew 24 says, with great power and great glory. And I saw when the angel that were before him came. They were as big or bigger than the enemy, my brother and sister. They also came with great power from him. His power frees all these Nephthalians. It don't matter if they're a thousand feet tall. He froze them in the track. They could not move. They tried to move. They could not. They could not do anything. And his angel proceeded to arrest them. They're going to come under arrest under the Lord again. He arrested them one time and put them away for thousands of years in jail. Now he's going to do it all over again. But this time, he's going to throw them in the lake of fire. And the lake of bird with fire and brimstone. And from there, there's no escape. They'll be bound to be judged. They'll be brought before the throne. And then the Lord will call his bride on that throne, white throne judgment. And because we are witnesses, we need to say what we saw. That they gave humanity a tool to destroy themselves. And what tool it was, was say they put up the virus which they gave to humanity. 
And after that, they gave them a very wicked, evil poison by sin. And we were witness to it. And we will all be called to testify. I told you another day I wanted to be fishing, and the Lord came to me and spoke and said, No, you're going to be there on that day, he says to me. And okay, praise the Lord, I guess we're going to have to be there. We had no choice, my brother and sister. Witnesses must be there. It's a great case. They could be brought against them. Why? Because thereby seeing how led many people to die. As someone put up a video today on Facebook of the outcome of the many people that's been vaccinated. And I see people speaking and they fall on the floor shaking like an animal. My brother and sister, after they've been vaccinated. Thinking it was fine after they just got vaccinated and they fall on the floor shaking as person after person of the person they're playing in the, from the different place. The people that are being vaccinated, they fall on the floor shaking like an animal out of control, my brother and sister. All that technology comes out of the Nephthalim, and they are going to have to give an account for it, and their end is the lake of fire, my brother and sister. There's no chance for them to justify the evil they brought up on humanity. Verse 12, Therefore also now, saith the Lord, turn ye even unto me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. My brother and sister, this is how you turn to God sincerely. This is one thing the Lord has told me, which is in his word here clearly, that when you tell someone, and someone comes to you, or when he leads someone to me that wants to learn how to get right with the Lord, to lead them to fasting and repenting, to turn to the Lord with all their heart, my brother and sister. But when I tell someone to fast, and they reject the one to fast, and don't want to do it because they're not sincere. He said, Therefore also now, saith the Lord, saith the Lord, turn you even to me with all your heart, and the key that you are sincere is with fasting, with whipping, and with mourning. If you don't do these things to God, you are not sincere. You're just giving lip service, my brother and sister. You have to fast if you're truly repenting. Verse 13, rank your heart and not your garment. Turn unto the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness. Repent of the evil. I tell you that when, when we gossip, it's evil. When we speak bad words, as they call it, it's evil. When we watch something we're not supposed to watch, it's evil. We need to repent of this evil. My brother and sister. And none of it can be justified. Because some people justify, oh, there's nothing wrong with that movie. There's nothing wrong with that show. Nothing wrong with, with you know, uh, with, this, with these people that are laughing and mocking even the Holy Spirit. Like the movies of Maria, my brother and sister, mocking the Holy Spirit. No. No. Strongly, the Lord has let me know. He is not pleased with it. My brother, this man should not be mocking his spirit. 
and they don't need nobody else. They will have to give an account for that. My brother and sister, to God, but they will find themselves if they don't truly repent in a awkward position. My brother and sister. Verse 13, who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave blessing behind him, even a meat of offering and drink offering unto the Lord your God. Jacob said, I will not let you go until thou bless me. But Jacob, hold on unto the Lord, a sign that we need to hold on unto our God. Israel needs to hold on to the Lord with all the heart. My brother and sister. Verse 15. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Sanctify a fast. Call a solemn assembly. This is what we get together to do so. Let's fast. Let's pray. My brother and sister. By the way, I have not gotten a confirmation for the healing program yet for this month. My brother and sister. Verse 16. Gather the people... Sanctify the congregation, assemble the elder, gather the children, go the sack breath, let the bridegroom go forward from his chamber, and the bride out of her retrieve. My brother and sister, it's going to happen. There's no more time left. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. My brother and sister, quickly. You see, in the last day, how quickly things happen. And even quicker, they're going to happen in the days to come. You don't have to wait long to see the mighty hand of God. You're going to see them come to pass quickly. There was a time this happened to the children of Israel. Yes, they waited 430 years before the Lord came down to set them free. But then after they were taken out of Egypt, and they were brought into the wilderness... Every day, every day or every week, they had a miracle of God happening to their lives after they began to walk with God. That's the way our lives are supposed to be. See, nothing happened for 430 years. But after he came to set them free, he came among them. He came among them. The only thing is that in the only one he was dwelling in was in Moses. But in the last day, he dwelling in his church, thousands of people around the earth. He dwelling in them. So every day he is with us fighting. He told his disciples, I will be with thee all the day of your life. He is with us every day, and he is fighting for us every day. My brother and sister, now that the earth has turned their back on him, it is time for him to live with his church. My brother and sister. This is what's happening right now. As the earth chooses the vaccine, and the earth is coming into the fullness of their vaccination, he has said to me that all the vaccinated will change. Oh, it doesn't matter if it was a great minister, a minister's wife, that he doesn't spoke in tongue in the altar. It don't matter. If he got vaccinated, he's going to be turned into a werewolf, a beef, a bird, whatever. They're going to change, my brother and sister. And he's not going to leave us around to see it, okay? He's going to get us out of here soon because he says that darkness is coming upon the earth. 
I'm taking my children out, my brother and sister. Verse 17. Hallelujah. 16, I'm sorry. Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elder, gather the children, those that sat breath, let the bridegroom go forward from his chamber and the, and the bride of the retreat. Let the priest, the minister of the Lord, weep between the portion and the altar. Let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord. Give not thy inheritance a reproach that the heathen should rule over them. Why shall they say among the people, Where is their God? In other words, their God is there with them. He is among them. He's not a stranger to them. The heathen will say where is God. Because for seven years, they're not going to experience his presence as they used to before. The, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit will be with us always. The church goes, the Holy Spirit goes. And the heathen are wondering where is God, my brother and sister. That the heathen should rule over them, no. Because the ruling of the heathen, that's why they're going to bomb each other. They want to know who's going to be in control, going to get us out. Why should they say among the people, where is their God? My brother and sister, if they think that they can over overcome the church, where is the God, they may say. That's not going to happen because the Lord is with us. Then will the Lord be jealous for his land and pity for that's the millennium. See, the great tribulation had just passed there, seven years. Now begins the millennium, thousand-year reign with Christ. Then would the Lord be jealous for his land and his pity and pity his people. Every believer in the millennium is going to have their homes, their land, enjoy them, grow what they want, be pleased with the Lord, see Jesus face to face, speak with the Lord face to face, visit Jerusalem, my brother and sister, even every day, and spend time with God, as the enemies try to keep people from spending time with God now, not in the millennium. You can spend all the time with God. Yes, you're going to get a task from God. You do your task, you spend all the time you want with God. And after you're doing your task, you want to go home and just spend time speaking with God in your house. I saw people doing that in the millennium, just spending time talking with God, with Father, in their house. And he was like in their house speaking with them face to face. When they came out of their house, they were amazed, stunned. You can see the glory of God in them like it was the glory of God in Moses when he was up in the mountain. My brother and sister, and they could not wait to go back inside and speak with Father. God will give them the order to go do something or speak with someone. And they will go do their task. And they could not wait to come home to speak with him in their house. He was right there in their house. My brother and sister, and they could not wait to come home and speak with Father. Any question that they had right there, he would answer. And he would take the time to explain to them their question that they have that they wanted to know. God was not keeping anything hidden from them. But Father, very loving, very caring, was speaking with them and explaining things with them. 
And they were amazed, amazed of the love of God. My brother and sister, God has so much in store for his children. Hallelujah. He wants us to repenting, seeking more of him. Verse 19, Yea, the Lord would answer, Yea, the Lord would answer, and say unto his people, Behold, I will send you corn, wine, and oil, and you shall be satisfied, whereby I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen. See, whatever you need, a food, you need oil. You know, when you need these things now, you've got to go to the supermarket. And in the, millennium, in the Great Tribulation, the supermarkets are closed. People are starving, my brother and sister. They cannot get these things they need to cook. You need oil to cook. You need food to cook. Many things are being made out of, out of, out of corn. Cereal, things being made out of corn that people are not even aware. My brother and sister, cornbread, many things. And these things that you like, Father will send them to you. They'll knock on your door. Yes, hello, who is it? Oh, God has sent the shopping to you. And the things that you decided to eat that day, if you do, if you do decide to eat uh, uh, a headache or anything you want to eat that day, laughter, if you like it, seafood, they'll knock on your door. Here, God sent to give this chopping to you. Huh? And all you have to do is put it on your fridge, bring it inside your house. That's it. My brother and sister, you don't have to go out shopping, God is saying. In the new earth, you don't have to go out shopping. It will be given to you. They'll knock on your door. Behold, I will send you corn, wine, and oil, and you should be satisfied with it. In other words, you're not going to say, but I wish I could have, I wish I had this, you know. I wish I had, you're not going to say that. Because God knows what you have need of, the Bible said. When Jesus says, doesn't he feed the bird of the air? Or the grass, close the grass. You know, he compares to these things. God knows what you need of. So he's going to send his messenger with what you need. Knock on your door. Here, God send us, bring you this, my brother and sister. And you'll be satisfied. You will have no luck, nothing. You're not even going to think of what, what you're going to want to eat tomorrow. Because in the moment you say, I want to eat, I say, I said that before we ask, he already answered us. That's, that's quick. That is so quick. When it comes to your mind, you're thinking of what you want to eat. I want a, I want a really juicy piece of salmon today. And then knock on your door. Here, God said not to bring you this piece of salmon. Huh? That's exactly what I was thinking, my brother and sister. Now, the fish that the Lord, the miracle of the fish, was the, that Jesus made for 5,000 people. Was it cooked or was it raw? Was it cooked or was it raw? I'll let you think about that one. Let me keep reading. Thank you, Lord. Verse 20. 
but I will remove far off from you the northern army, the northern army, I will drive him into the land of barren and desolated, with his face toward the east of the sea, and his hinder part toward the uttermost sea, and his thing shall come up, and all his favor shall come up, because he has done great things. My brother and sister, raw, no. No, because they ate it right away. If it's a raw, they have to gather wood, make a fire, and cook the fish. No. No, no. He gave them cooked fish and bread. The miracle was that he multiplied the bread, and he multiplied the fish. And it was all cooked. And I'm sure it was well done. <laughs> was just a, praise the Lord. It was, it was made to their taste. My brother and sister, the, the meat that God gave the children of Israel in the wilderness, I heard Rabbi explaining it from the Greek, I'm sorry, from the Hebrew, and they said that it was tasty, made to their taste, to the liking, specifically for every single person. Because I may cook something in my house, a piece of fish, I'll give you an example, and season it, and you may not like it. You may say, Brother Lee, I think you put too much season into it. You know? I, I, or you cook it too much, Brother Lee. I like it a, a little rare, Brother Lee. You, you cook that too much, you know? You may not like my cooking. When God did it to the children of Israel in the wilderness, he made it to each person liking desire. And so they were all pleased. That's why he said, and you will be satisfied. In other words, you will be pleased with what I'm going to do because I'm going to do it to your liking, to your desire, to your taste. It's not going to be overcooked. It's not going to be overseasoned. It's going to be perfect for you. Perfect. I like it. Chute Thomas sharing her testimony that the Lord invited her to eat fish. The Lord got the fish, cut the fish with his hand, cut the fish, and, and seasoned the fish, cook it. And she said, it was the best fish I ever tasted. My brother and sister, because he does, he knows us better than ourselves. He knows what your body will reject, what your body will not like. My brother and sister, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And so he'll make it to your liking, to your taste, to your desire, and you will be satisfied. That is so awesome. Each person, millions of people. And he's making this food for all them to be happy. Oh, that was the best piece of fish I ever had. That was the best piece of bread I ever had. That was so tasty. That was so good. I never had anything like me. Okay? So he's going to spoil his children, yes. But he's going to give his children the best. That's why. This is why he wants us to endure. Because he wants to show us what a good father is like. God, our father, he wants to show you and I what a good father is like. Because a good father on earth is ye being evil, he says. Know how to good, good gift. Imagine much, much more your father who is in heaven. So he's going to show us how a true father should treat his children in heaven. My brother and sister. So whenever he's going to give you, 
you are going to praise him for it. You're going to say, Father, Father, that was so awesome, Father. I always wanted one of those, Father. Oh, I knew my daughter. I knew my son. And he's, he's going to treat you so well, like you could not even imagine. Let's say you are a good mother, a good father, and you treat your children so special, and you buy them these toys and these things that they love so much. You cannot compare to God. Cannot. Because, one, you are limited for how much money you can spend. Huh? You're limited to how much money you can spend. God doesn't have that problem. God doesn't have that problem. My brother and sister, if, this na- if the nation humble themselves to him right now and cry out, you see how the economies are coming down? They have spent $290 trillion in coronavirus, and they're thinking about next year the economies are going to begin to fall. My brother and sister, to God, that's nothing. If every nation began to cry out to God and repent of their sins and eliminate the, cor- the corona by seeing and all that stuff and abortion, homosexuality, marriage, and they eliminate all that stuff and begin to repent, begin to clean out the land, humble themselves before God. My brother and sister, God can quickly turn the economy around, have those $200 trillion eliminated like it never happens, and begin to bless people like never before. He's a loving and giving God. Now he's about to remove his children from the earth because his people are so weak and evil, and because this is the time anyway for him to bring his people home. This is the hour. This is the season. All the signs are pointing to it clearly. Verse 21, Fear now, O land, be, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. <laughs> huh? The things he are going to do for you and I, my brother and sister, it cannot be things that you have heard or that you have had. The things when he said they're great, that's because you never had nothing great done to you. What he's going to do for you is going to be great, and you're going to praise him for it. You're going to say, Father, I don't deserve this. My daughter, you're my special, peculiar child. What are, you, what are you talking about? You're special to me. Here. Receive this. But, Father, I'm not worthy. Receive it, my child. Praise you, Lord. You're going to praise him. But so that you be not afraid, ye beasts of the field. For the pasture of the wilderness was spread up. Was spread up for the tree, beareth her fruit. The fig tree, the vine, the yield, the strength. My brother and sister, when that new millennium begins, this is exactly what's going to happen. Everything will begin to produce right away. The grass will grow beautiful. All the fruit tree, all the tree will produce fruit. My brother and sister, it will spring up. The tree bear her fruit, the fig tree. Everything began to produce right away. You pick an apple, there's another apple next day. Pick a pear, there's a pear next day. Food, you will never have to worry about food for a thousand years with Christ. Never. People who choose later on to forsake the Lord and follow the devil is because that's what they want. It's not because the Lord has not given them everything they need. You have new clothing every day if you have to. He'll give you new clothing. Everything he'll give you right there. 
phone, boom. The knock on your door, the Lord sent us to bring you this. You have everything you need. That's why people have no excuse. Now that people on this earth are lacking so much, when they come into the millennium, and that thousand years we're in with Christ, it is totally, right now they're living on the left lack. They're going to come to the right, Jesus, and all provision, all fountain of provision comes their way. Everything they need, they have instantly right there. So if they just want to serve God and commit themselves to God and get to know God and study his word, study his knowledge, fill themselves with the presence of God, they have a thousand years to do so. If they refuse to do that and just go out and play, go to the beach and forget, they can get themselves in trouble because when the devil is losing for a short season at the end of a thousand years, because they did not spend the time wisely with God, they can be deceived. Why do you think so many people are being deceived by sin so quickly, so easily? Minister, so easily. Church-going people, so easily. Being fascinated. Because people for years have stopped reading their Bible. Have stopped committing themselves to God. They made this salvation, which is a personal relationship with Jesus, into a religion. They turned this gospel life, word that is a life that gives lives, into a religion. My brother and sister, this, this life that Jesus gave his life for, they turned it into a religion. This relationship with God through Christ, in which he gave, he put his spirit in us, the Holy Spirit, they turned it into a religion. I go to church if I have time, they say. I go to Sunday if I can, if I have spare time, they say. Have no time to pray. Have no time to go to church. Have no time to read the Bible. When the Lord warned everyone in Matthew 24 that the sign of his coming will be that there will be many prophets, that many will come in his name, his name, and will deceive many. And so when they come, in the name of the Lord, to offer you the by seeing. If you're not walking with the Lord, as the Lord has said to many people, dreams and vision, my child, don't take the by seeing, because if you do, you will be separated from me. The Lord, sister, tell me, she had a dream this past week, of the Lord saying to her, before she heard about the Lord's hour, not to take the by seeing. And when she came across the Lord's hour, it was such a confirmation to her. Brother Elvie, what a confirmation. I'm glad you're teaching these things on your program. Because the Lord came to her first in her dream and told her not to get vaccinated. My brother and sister, I keep coming across people like this. Or people like us keep coming across my message. And then they see my email and they'll email me and say, Wow, I'm glad you're teaching this. Because they heard the Lord say to her, to them in the dream, don't take the by sin. It's not mine. It's not mine. And so when the Lord speaks to them, then they come across my audio, me talking about this, they're surprised because they say, wow. They get glass. They're happy. And they say, brother, when you're on the life, Sister Riley, when you're on the life, brother Elway, we had... 
at Wednesday in Audio, and she thought I was there live at playing Audio. But she said she was so blessed by the, the Wednesday program. I was live on Tuesday night. She thought I would be live on Wednesday, but I was not playing Audio. But the Audio blessed her so much. God spoke to her on the Audio. And it was a recording. And some people, when they hear a recording, and they're, they're seeking from the Lord to know for direction, the Lord speaks to them and is guiding them. My brother says, I know some people don't like to go back to recording, but they don't understand. Time cannot stop the Word of God because time was created by the Word. A word can be spoken in the 50, and we'll hear the audio today, and we can have God speaking to us right there like the word was given to us right now. My brother and sister, in the spirit, there's no limits. There's no limitation. God's word has no limit, and it has no limitation. My brother and sister, the Lord has taken me to the future in the millennium. And I've seen Jesus in the future. It has spoken to the things that are happening to me right now. How is that if I'm in the future? How can I be in the future? He's showing me how the earth is going, how he's going to change the earth. And he can be speaking to me right now, what I'm going through right now. Because there's no limitation to his word, in his power. He can do all things. The future is in his hand. So is the present, and so is the past. God has control of all, my brother and sister. He is our future. He is our present. That's why the apostle Paul, to explain Jesus to, the, to his disciples, he said, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. My brother and sister, his word has no limitation. His power has no limitation. Some people have asked the Lord, Lord, will you heal my past, Lord? Lord, when I was young, I was abused. And can you go back, Lord, and heal my past? And the Lord has said, yes, I'll do so, my daughter, when you ask. And the Lord had gone to their past and healed their past. Now in their future, they can forgive those people. They can forget even their past and move on. Be she or not experience the pain anymore that they used to experience. When you live in the past, you live in pain. Because the things they've done to you, you have not let it go. You know how you deal with your past hurting, your past pain? Give it to Jesus. Say, Lord, I'll give you everything they've done to me, Lord. Help me to love them, Lord, and forgive them. This is why Jesus said, love thy enemy as you love thyself. Love thy enemy. How do you love your enemy? You need God's help to love your enemy. My brother and sister, it takes a lot of strength. It takes a love of God for you to love your enemy. You need him to help us. We need him to help us to love our enemy. Love those that came against us when we were growing up and hurt us physical, mentally, and so many sexual abuse growing up. You want to be healed from that. Go to Jesus and ask him to heal you. 
that you want to be shielded from it because the wounds are deep in so many. And why when they're going into prayer, the enemy reminds them of what they did to them. Because you're remembering the pain. You're opening the door for that demon to attack you. And the devil is a master deceiver. He reminds you of your past because he knows that's your weakness. Every time you remember your past, he confuses you. And you cannot think clearly because of what they did to you. But if you submit that to the Lord and say, Lord, heal me from this. Lord, make me strong in this area where I was hurt, Lord, and wounded. Because that's an open door for the enemy to attack you. And when you give that to the Lord and ask the Lord to heal you, you in that area, make you strong. Put a, a shield for that protection on your life for that area. The enemy cannot kill anymore, cannot. After the Lord works in your life, the enemy cannot come against you through that. Because he had, the Lord will heal you, and you will not be in that pain anymore. You'll be able to forgive and forget, my brother and sister. Now, why did he say that everything we've gone through in this life will not come to mind and will not be remembered? Because he wants us to enjoy the new life that we're going to. As I've been in heaven, not being able to remember my past, I only look forward to everything God has for me. I don't look backward anymore. In this life, a lot of times we think about the past, and it's like we stay stuck. But in heaven, that's not a problem. In heaven, you can only look forward, get healed for whatever quickly, and move on in your walk with the Lord, and continue to grow, learn. And as you learn, you're being changed and you're maturing. And then you'll be like angel, and even can turn like light and so much more in heaven. There's no limitation in God. People think that they only be able to walk here, go here. No. You'll be able to fly. You'll be able to turn into light and move like... I have been able to move in heaven three times and a half faster than light. Now compare that. Three times and a half faster than light. I've been able to fly in heaven. I've been able to turn myself into an eagle in heaven and fly up in the cloud. No limitation. There's no limitation in God. You can do so much in the Lord. The devil knowing this because he was in heaven one time. And he saw what the redeemer and the people can become in God. My brother said, no limitation. Now that he's fallen and hate men so much, he's putting, he's putting thoughts of limitation in people's minds. Like in, like in winds of eagle, he brought the people through the wilderness. That was their spiritual walk with the Lord. There's no limit in God in the spirit. Only in the physical, we encounter these limitations. Because this body after was falling. Now because of our sin, the earth is cursed. And everything is cursed, but Jesus is going to lift the curse in the millennium. And you'll be able to move like angels. In the millennium, I've been able to move like angels. I've been like here in the United States. And I've been in Jerusalem 
and I could move back in the United States in, in a second or less than a second quickly. I just think about where I'm going, boom, and I'm there immediately in the millennium, my brother and sister. Okay? No more pain, nothing like that. Your body will never hurt. You're getting a glorified body. In your glorious body, you'll never be in pain again. You won't even feel like it's there, like your body, it's, you, you know it's there. You're more like you're moving now, but your body is always young. Nothing limits your body anymore. You're connected with God, and wherever you, God wants you to go, you go. And you can do the will of God always. But you will have a will like you have now. You can seek to do the will of God, or you can seek your own will and do your will. No. No, submit your word to God. Let his will be done in your life, my brother and sister. It's very important. God said, be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the earthly rain, moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the earthly rain, the latter rain, in the first month, you begin your year, God said, you begin your years in your first month, right? Right from the beginning of the first month, the first month, the year had 12 months. God said, from the first month, I'm going to cause the rain to come for you. Whatever blessing you need, God said, he's going to make a cause to come to you. He said, to make sure it comes to you because it is his promise. Cause, the, the, cause it to come down for you, the rain, the early rain, the latter rain, and the first month. So whatever you need earthly and whatever you need later, he's providing to you there all day long, all month long, if you want to stick with the month. In the first month, then comes the second month, the third month. So you get 12 months of blessing over your life and that 1,000-year reign with Christ. How can you need anything? Because when the year begins, he begins to bless you early. They're knocking on your door earthly. I remember speaking with Jesus about, I don't know, 5, five o'clock in the morning in Jerusalem. He was there being served by his seraphim and his archangel were around. I can see the archangel around Jesus. I can see the seraphim were serving him. They were shining with great glory of God and great power. Jesus was emanating this power. And they were there. They were so happy to be close to him and serving him. When I looked at them, they looked at me and smiled. The sheriff looked at me, the archangel, I'm sorry, not the sheriff, the archangel looked at me there. Powerful, powerful archangel. My brother and sister. And they were taking note of what Jesus was dictating to them for the order of the day, for them to perform, my brother and sister. 
Then when the Lord called me to come before him, I came before Jesus. And his glorious power, his glory was, was full, filling the whole earth with his glory, with his power there, out of the throne. I came close to that glory. There was Jesus. And he began to speak with me. And he says to me, this is what I want you to go out and do this day, my task. He handed me over a scroll, I remember. Uh, it, used to go, it, used to go, it used to be called scroll. Today we call it Bible or books. But it was like in the older age, it was a scroll for me to open. And in that scroll was a detail of what he wanted me to do for that day. I bowed to him. And I said, yes, yes, Lord. And he said, go and do. And I proceeded from him. I was coming to the U.S., I knew, because I recognized the land. It's not called the U.S. anymore. All the earth is together. There's no sea anymore in between the earth. I proceeded to go from the Lord with the scroll in my hand. I put it like in between my clothing. And I knew I had to go to I came home into my house to get dressed to change my garment because I was going to go preach in this church. I didn't know what, who I was going to encounter in that church. I was the preacher. And when I came to the church, I knocked on the door, I entered, and they were already, everybody was sitting waiting for me to come and preach. And I remember the pastor that was speaking, I can recognize the pastor. And he said, we're going to have... Brother Zapata, I believe it says, to come and share what the Lord has given him. And I came up, and I began to share with them what the Lord was giving for them. I remember that I opened my mouth, and out of my mouth, the Lord was like speaking through me to them. For whatever situation, whatever they were expecting of God, whatever God wanted them to do and say. But I'm going to tell you something tonight. There's nothing to God more important than our relationship with Him. That we focus to grow, to listen. See, God say, my brother and sister, that the beginning of fear, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. My brother and sister, God wants us to hear his voice and listen careful to what he has to say. And your relationship with him, when you grow, when you listen to God, he will speak to you, to your spirit, to your life. And every word does it not only brings a message, but it brings a change and power to your life in anointing and fire. God gives you the new thing. So he is changing us completely through his word. But the most important is our relationship with him. It's important now, and it's important in heaven, and it's important in the millennium. My brother insisted. I want to go home now in the rapture with my brothers and sisters that I was shown this morning. But I know I need to come to the millennium, the Lord already showed me, to the great tribulation, I'm sorry. 
because he wants me to speak to some of them that will stay behind, that will be going through a lot. What will be the message for them? Focus on your relationship with Jesus. Yes, the Nephtalians are out there killing people and doing harm, but don't let that distract you from your relationship with the Lord. Spend time with him. You might be hungry, like your need. He'll supply you. The devil, the Antichrist, cannot stop Jesus from helping you or supplying your needs. This fallen demon that you see a thousand feet tall running the earth with sword and killing people cannot stop you if you commit your life to Jesus. So they are say to them in the millennium, you got great prosperity. You have great abundance on the earth. Focus on your relationship with your God. Grow and mature. Open your heart to him and get to know him more than anybody. Now you don't have no one to stop you from spending time with God. My brother and sister, a lot of people see the news and it's keeping them from praying. A lot of people are watching news that are so worried to them that they cannot read the Bible and focus on the relationship with the Lord. No. Don't let nothing steal you the time to spend the time with your God. Your relationship with him is so important. As you spend time with him here, I just heard the Lord say yes, in the millennium, if you spend all your time with the Lord, knowing him, receiving from him, hearing his voice, when the enemy get released at the end of a thousand years, and he comes to you, follow me. You look at the devil and say, walk away from me, Satan. I'm not following you. You're the father of all lies. I remember the end of the millennium when the devil was released and I saw him coming. And he began to talk to the multitude to follow him. I saw people listening to him and follow him. And I said to them, didn't you hear what Jesus said in John 8? That the devil is the father of all lies. Why are you listening to him? Why? When your own, our own Lord told us who he is, my brother and sister, if you don't spend time with God, if you don't listen to God, you may end up listening to the devil, my brother and sister. You will follow the way of the devil. Look how many years did God speak to these people on the earth. To build on the relationship with him. Oh, I'm so busy. I don't have time. And now when the by seeing how the devil was offered, they easily took the poison. Why? Because they didn't build on the relationship with God. Sister was telling me a few days ago, Brother Elvie, when I was in my country, I spent time with God. I knew him. Because that's what I did, spend time with him. I came to the U.S. And I knew God told me in the dream not to get vaccinated. He told me not to do it. Because all I did in my country was spend time with God. I know him, Brother Elby. I And I knew this by seeing. When I came to the U.S. and I heard about this by seeing, Brother Elby, I knew this by seeing was not of God. And the Lord spoke to me and told me this by seeing was not his. See, that can only happen in relationship. If you don't have a relationship with him, 
There's no way for you to know if it is or is it not. I still have people wondering if the vaccine is not of God or, or it is. Some people still think it is. But in your relationship with God, you will know it's not. You will deserve the evil, modifying your DNA, changing your DNA. How can that be, that be a God when you were made in the image and the likeness of God? It's like someone coming to your house, knocking on your door, and saying, may I have your baby to change and modify your baby? And you say, what do you mean, sir? Yeah, I want to take your baby, and I want to change your baby, and then give it back to you. You said, but if you do that, it's not going to be like the baby that I love, that I have taken care, that I, that I have with so much pain. No, he will not look the same. He will not be the same. No, I don't want you to do harm my baby. No, in order for you to harm my baby, you're going to have to go through me. That's what God is saying for us, my brother and sister. If we stick close with God, in order for them to try to harm us, they're going to have to come to the Lord. But here's the thing, he's almighty. They cannot come to the Lord. He doesn't want us to be modified and changed. He wants us to be just the way he made us in the womb of our mother. He formed us in the womb of our mother. That's the way he wants us to be. Not change, not modify, but the way he meant it for us to be. My brother and sister, this by seeing is not of God. You can pray and fast and ask God. And say, God, brother, I hope he's wrong. Please tell me he's wrong. Tell, him, tell me that what he's teaching is not right about the vaccine, God. Please. Because he'll tell you it is right. It is his word. When he spoke to me the other day, I was quiet listening to him. He said, it's my message that I have given you to give. It's my word. I will demand of them. He says, his word, my brother and sister, his, his word is, don't take the by sin. Don't let them vaccinate you. Reject it. But focus on him and build on your relationship with him. Ask him. Talk to him. Ask him to guide you, to protect you, to keep you. Know him. But you know the Lord. Know him. He wanted this with the children of Israel here in Exodus 19. But the children of Israel, my brother and sister, oh, my brother and sister, they got afraid. They saw the mountain smoking. The mountain was shaking. My brother and sister, God said to Moses, the Lord said to Moses in 1921, go down, charge the people, lest they break through the gates unto the Lord. And many of them perish. See, God don't want no one to perish. And let the priests also who come near to the Lord sanctify themselves, lest the Lord breaks forth upon them. Moses said unto the Lord, The people cannot come to the Mount Sinai. For thou hast charged us, saying, Set bound on the mountain and sanctify it. And the Lord said to him, Away, get thee down. 
and thou shalt come up. And thy and Aaron with thee. But let not the priests nor the people break through to come up to the Lord, lest he break forth upon them. So Moses went down to the people and spoke to them. Praise your Lord. Hallelujah. And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, who have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, that should have no other God before me, that should not make unto thee any graven image, in the likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is on the earth beneath, that is, the water under the water, that should not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I am the Lord thy God, a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the Father upon the children, unto the third and fourth generation on them that hate me, showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandment, that shall not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that take his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six, six days shall thou labor in all thy work, but on the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not do any work, thou shalt neither thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy servant, nor may servant, nor thy cattle, nor stranger that is without gate. For this is the sixth day of the Lord have made heaven and earth, the seed and all that is in, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed. I know thy father, thy brother, that the day may long upon the land which the Lord God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor, thou shalt not cover thy thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's wife, neither thy maid servant, nor the his maid servant, nor his ox or his ass, nor anything that is in thy neighbor. And all the people saw the thundering and lightning, noise in the trumpet in the mountain, smoking. And when the people saw it, they were more and still far off. And they said, I